0: Disclaimer, the host of this podcast, Timothy Patrick and Will Foley, are by no means medical professionals. However, having lived experience with mental illness themselves, they have gained useful perspectives on common mental health issues that some of us struggle to overcome on a daily basis. By sharing their stories, they hope to create connection. By creating connection, they hope to help you find your purpose. And through purpose, we can all begin to build the foundation for positive mental health. This is Above Ground Podcast. Are you ready? Throw up your horns and jump into the pit. Then let's stomp the stigmas of mental illness. It's time for Above Ground Podcast. Now, Will Foley and Timothy Patrick. Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome to episode 98 of Above Ground Podcast. Episode 98, The Joshua Tree with Jeff Brisbane coming up in a moment. All right, so first off, let's just say thank you. Thank you to everybody out there listening. Thank you to everyone checking it out on Nippertown.com. That's right, the 518. We have a new home uh, in the 518 every week. Nippertown.com will have our stream up on their website underneath their wellness section on Nippertown.com. And if you don't know what Nippertown.com is, or if you're not from the 518 Nippertown.com is the premiered online destination for everything, arts, entertainment, culture, wellness, anything that has to do with the community, man, is on Nippertown. Uh, Nippertown's a huge music thing, and our guest today is a 518 uh, singer-songwriter who has been around for a long time, and uh, he's a very nice guy, and uh, we talked to him about the loss of his son uh, to suicide uh, this week, Jeff Brisbane. Uh, he has a big show coming up this Saturday, April twenty fourth, at the Putnam Place in Saratoga Springs, and it is a an album release party for his album "Blame It on Love," and it's also a fundraiser for the Bar People page on Facebook. Bar People is a page is a community page that shares uh, shows in the Saratoga area, and. They are raising money to, uh, at Jeff Brisbane's show for for bar people. Uh, bar people is awesome. I mean, I, I use bar people. I put some of my shows up on there also. So if you can get out there, man, uh, we're going to put the ticket link up in the show notes so you'll be able to go on. It is a, it is a limited seating show, so you got to jump on and get your tickets. But, uh, definitely have to check out Jeff. And uh, his interview today uh, was was wonderful. And, and he shared a lot about his son, Josh, and uh, lost his son, Josh, to suicide. And it's never easy for a parent to bury a child, ever. And uh, Jeff shares his story with us today. So thank you again for everybody checking us out in Nippertown. Don't forget... Uh, episode 100 is coming up on Cinco de Mayo and we are getting closer and we got some cool stuff uh, that we're going to do uh, be a little different type of a show I think uh, and and things so it, it's shaping up uh, don't forget you can support the podcast by, by following us uh, hitting the like buttons, uh, hitting the subscribe buttons, rating reviewing us on Apple Podcast that helps us Get the podcast out to more people because it makes it easier to find in listings. You can crush the subscribe button on YouTube to find out every time a new video drops or a new new podcast drops because it comes out every Wednesday on YouTube also. And the best way to support the podcast is to either donate through our PayPal link, which is in the show notes, or buy a Be Well, Be Safe, Be Above t-shirt from our friends at Close Knit Company. Dan and Natalie, you know, grease their, grease their hands a little bit with some cash, and they'll send you a T-shirt. It is getting to be T-shirt weather, so you know I can't wait to get mine in the mail. Mine are coming, they're ordered, um, and I'll have pictures up so you can see what they look like uh, as soon as I get it. But right now, it's time to get into the show, man. Uh, Jeff Brisbane, uh, support local music. But uh, more importantly, he has uh, a story—a story to share about the loss of his son Josh. And uh, this is called the Joshua Tree, episode ninety-eight. Above Ground Podcast. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Above Ground Podcast. Above Ground Podcast, because you can't serve below. We are on Zoom. Are you down with TPP? They're frozen. Well, I'm frozen. No, you're okay. You're I'm you're frozen, Timmy. Now you're freezing. Now, now I'm
1: freezing <laughs> too, huh? Now you're okay.
0: There all we right. go. There we go. Stop. I around, Maybe just sit my, still, well, brother. No, my <laughs> my internet connection for some reason was all out of whack, and I don't know why. I turned my Wi-Fi off on of my phone that's what happens man you fly without a net so what's up everyone welcome to above ground podcast and if you are listening in the 518 we are streaming on nippertown.com that's right so we've got a good one this morning for you uh we are joined this morning by jeff brisbane jeff is a singer songwriter from saratoga and he has an awesome story uh He's a great singer songwriter. He has three albums out. Uh, he has a big show coming up April 24th at Putnam Place. But uh that's not why he's here this morning. He's here to talk about Josh. Uh Jeff uh and his family yeah. lost lost Josh. Um it was uh... coming up
1: on 10 years.
0: Wow yeah, would be 10 years ago. Yeah. Has it really been that long?
1: Yeah, I can't believe it either. It, you know, it's uh it's, you know, it's a strange experience. I think when you, uh, I had six kids, three boys and three girls and Josh was my youngest son and he's got a younger sister. So he's they're the last two. And, uh, he was a brilliant boy. He was a sweetheart, very gentle soul, kind of on the quiet side. You know, he'd be, be over in the corner, like on Christmas when all his brothers and sisters were going crazy. And he'd be He'd be kind of quiet, and then he'd come up with this one one-liner, and we'd all be in stitches.
0: You know, that kind of a kid. You know, really good heart. He picked his spots, apparently. He did. <laughs> he was he was very, being careful about that. Yeah, I was gonna say, being a sibling of that many people, you got to learn how to pick your spots. So it kind of makes you actually like actually pretty good at on that type of thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm he was, sure. You
1: know, he was we all kind of looked out for Josh. He had uh, his, his older brothers and sisters had a really soft spot in their hearts for him. He had actually four years before he took his life. He had, we, uh, his sister was cleaning, vacuuming the bedrooms in the house. It was one of her chores and she found a suicide note that he had written. He had started writing. I, I still have it. So there's, there's three copies. He kept trying to, he's writing it by hand. And, um, we kept trying to get his words you know what he wanted to say right you know and so immediately we we got him in touch with this incredible doctor uh, who in within three months turned him around 180 degrees he was just depressed you know and his mom and i had gone through a divorce and he wasn't happy about that and so he couldn't handle it you know and and this this doctor was amazing and he was. You know, after that, we kept really close eye on Josh. You know, and he was—he was a happy kid. He really just finished his first year of college, and uh, he had everything. You know, he did well. He had fun. Um, he had a car. He was—he was a pretty happy kid. You know, so even though it happened, and even though there had been a note four years before, we were all very surprised because we saw no signs leading up
0: to it. Well, it's it's I, I I'm really curious because obviously you find a note four years prior to the actual event happening. So obviously there was something there that was there. Was like was he just very good at hiding his depression? Yes, he
1: was because I mean he was <clears throat> you know, they put him on some meds and yeah. um and he saw this doctor, you know, for probably three years. And he was doing he was doing great he had he had a great time out of college he went to SUNY IT in Utica and uh thinking about going into computers or some kind of you know IT and uh yeah we were I mean I suppose you listening to me now talking about it would say God there had to be signs but he he hit them like you know Clouseau would hide something. I mean he was just uh no idea that we were we were shocked. I was finishing up a gig on Broadway in Saratoga and my phone started blowing up as I was finishing my last song I looked over. I see it's you know going crazy. I got done with the song, I picked up the phone, went out front, and my daughter told me that he was oh. gone. Yeah, his younger sister's baby sister. So she's a 363 days younger than he is. Wow. So they were like, I was. Irish Twins Yeah, I was gonna say yeah no doubt we figured out what caused that see yeah and uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so uh yeah but it's you know anybody that goes through it it's 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 unsettling it it turns your life upside down and it's uh I tell people when they ask me about it some people still ask me about it some people don't you know I don't listen I don't mind talking about Josh at all. I I, he is still with me every day. I talk to him every day. So people probably think I'm a little wacky. But that's okay. I'll talk to him every day as long as I'm breathing, you know, and uh, he was a special kid. And we all miss him so much. And and uh, he did, he he took his life on his brother's birthday, June seventeenth, which I swear to you, I see 617 wherever I go, every day. I don't look for it. Uh we got a hotel
0: room up in Lake Placid one time, room
1: 617. I mean, you can't make wow. this
0: shit up. It's like no, you can't make this shit up. Trust me, I got it. The energy world is amazing, man. When they oh, when there's something else that wants to get to you, it's gonna get to you. And you may not believe it at first, but it, it's yeah, there's some stuff going on. You
1: know, and uh his brother's birthday, we so want to be joyful for his brother every year and it's hard and it's usually father's day weekend if it's not father's day this date it wasn't Uh, that year it was a friday night that year but um it's usually that it's always that weekend father's day weekend so it's it's a tough you know it's bittersweet anyway yeah yeah. it's bittersweet and listen he you know my, uh, my son paul who whose birthday it is he uh you know, we talk about josh all the time with all my kids and and uh but he bought a nintendo or whatever it is those kids play nowadays you know just so he could do the online thing with josh at two in the morning you know they get yeah. on and get sets and the microphone yeah, absolutely yeah and they have a blast and the the craziest thing i mean josh never smoked or drank or did drugs anything he was like the model kid and he the craziest, wildest thing he ever did is he snuck out of his mother's house at like eleven forty-five so he could meet his brother Paul at GameStop because some big game was coming out. You know that was the craziest thing the kid ever did. I guess in, in college, he and his roommate, this kid, fell asleep in a chair and they duct taped him to the chair and brought him to a different room. So that's the only that's the craziest thing the kid ever did. He was just you know one of
2: those kids. Wow. Yeah, that's uh. Real quick, I just wanna want wanted to say sorry for your loss and sorry um, that you know to the whole to your whole family that this yeah. that this happened. Um, but I just want to throw this out there. No one no one is gonna judge you or, or you know question whether that, you know, if if you saw a sign, maybe you should have done something. We're not here to do that. We're just yeah. we're we're just yeah. kind of trying to get um get the story out and let people hear and um connect. And, and maybe learn something and, and, you know, pick up on something that they didn't know before. if And if they're in that situation, maybe they could, you know, turn and, and look at something or, or maybe ask that question. That's all. Sure, sure. Listen, I, I'm sure you would understand
1: that for months afterwards and even some days I'll wake up and I say to myself, what didn't I do? What didn't I say? What didn't I see? What didn't any of us see or say? You know? Um, and I, I went, you know, uh, I I'm not, not sure everybody knows, but hospice has a program. They will do one year of no charge grief
2: counseling. Wow. I did not know that. Thank they you. Yeah, I didn't. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for They, that.
1: Do, that. Yeah, yeah, you for that. they do that. So if, some, if, if you lost your best friend, you can go and they will, I mean, and that's all they do is grief counseling. They are experts and you know, wow. Yeah, my therapist, at least they did when Josh passed 10 years ago. Um, my therapist said, you cannot beat yourself up. I mean, uh, but I, I still do sometimes, you know. What sure. And, uh, you know, you can't because in the end it was his decision, you know. and uh, And in the end, I guess I came to a resolution where I respect Josh so much. I don't, you know, I'm sad that he's not here. And because there's so much, so many great things that have happened in the family that he would have just, just been crazy about, you know, his oldest brother has a little girl now, uh, Eleanor. And, uh, you know, just things like that, just great things that have happened in the family that he would have been so in tune with and so uh, much a part of, you know.
0: And I bet, and I bet if you asked any of his siblings, though, I bet that they would. They would ex they would probably feel his energy around some of those things at some point anyway I'm sure
1: I think so I think so I mean we
0: we don't shy
1: away from talking about him
0: I mean we don't we don't
1: uh get drunk in the moment or get waterlogged in, in the ocean of it but we certainly because I we like how you we put that them, well that's the songwriter in me I guess I, you know? yeah
2: I love it it's great
1: I got a couple more songs about him, too, of course, you know. Um, but I think that it was real and it happened. But the, the thing that we're most grateful for is he was here for 18 and a half years. You know, he was in our lives, he made us laugh. Um, I, I put his ashes in a very unconventional quote, as Ross would do it on Friends illegal place um we didn't we it's he's in a certain park in saratoga springs it's a very large park it was designed by landscape architect as central park (laughs) that's where his remains are and so um in the beginning i went every day um i don't now but i go lately um because of proximity i have been going probably five days a week and i just he's right by a bench right at the base of this big oak tree, overlooking, if you look down, you look down at the war memorial in the pond, you know? Yes. And uh, lots of times I'll go and there'll be a homeless person on the bench there. So I'll sit at the other bench a little farther away and sometimes I'll wait, sometimes the homeless person's sleeping so I don't want to disturb them, you know? And, uh, but that gives me comfort too, that maybe that's why they're there. They know Josh is there. And they, I had put on the tree, I went to, remember things remembered? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I went went and had a little thing, maybe, I don't know if you can see my fingers here, maybe this, maybe four or five inches long, and it said the Joshua tree.
0: Ah, that's awesome. That's cool. That is great.
1: I put it on the tree, but it was gone in like two weeks. So I don't know, you know, the the city wouldn't have bothered to take it down because they wouldn't even notice it, but it's probably some kid um sat there and said oh my god joshua tree hey my name is josh not even knowing the real reason it was there you know and that's awesome yeah, yeah. but it's kind of so, nice because well he has a sister in chicago and a, and a brother in um, boston so when they come to town it's right in the heart of town they can go there and you know it's beautiful and, and we we all decided that's where we would put him because um we would go to the park all the time for years and we would sit right up there and watch the fireworks on july 4th so that's really why we chose that particular location you
0: know
2: that's awesome yeah so the so the, the when you first found the one note that was around 14 years old yes wow okay yeah yeah he was
1: i think a freshman in high school you know and he had i mean he went through some look like, like most kids I mean, sadly, he sadly went through some bullying you know and um for a couple different reasons and uh um that was that was probably part of it, i guess but in the end you know for the note then i mean he was saying like you know i'll tell dad you know tell daddy not to i'm going to be okay and i'm going to see his brother when i get there when i go to heaven and you know that those kinds of things yeah i know i mean it, and he wrote it three different times he started it over to try and get it to say exactly what he meant and his sister just the vacuum cleaner sucked it up underneath the bed and we never would have known that wow so, yeah
0: and so yeah now was it right after that first note that he ended up in counseling was that the first time that you had we had gone
1: well we had done some family counseling because he was having trouble assimilating into his mom's uh husband's family you know he he wasn't real comfy there you know and that was i mean i believe that that was the foundation of everything that was in an even though, and it's hard to believe it would be four years later, but it, and, it, and it was at that point, 12 years after the divorce, that that would happen. Now, that song that I sent you, Will. Yeah, shame. same old moon. Same old moon. Yes. So that, that came about because he was five and a half when uh, his mom decided to go with this other man. And, um, he asked me when I picked him up, he and his sister up one night, and um, he said, Daddy, why can't we all be together? I want us all to be together as a family. I said, I know, buddy, me too, but we just can't be. I said, but if you look out, we ride along in the car, and it was nighttime. I said, if you look out, see the moon over there, where you are, in your room, you're going to look out your window every night. You're going to see that moon, and where I am, I'm going to look out my window, and I'm going to see that. We're going to share the same old moon, the same stars and the same sky. And pretty soon after a few nights of doing that, I'm going to come and get you. That's why there's that line in the song. I'm coming for you soon. You know, and that's so that's, awesome. that's what that's all about. Yeah, I just and got I, goosebumps. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Wow. And I, I had that. I printed those lyrics out and I put that on his wall in his room. But he would look at that every day. You know, he, said, he knew. He knew. He knew how much he was loved. There was no doubt. I mean, we adored this kid. You know, we really did. He was, uh, and because of the note, you know, we 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 just and his mother watched over him. And and you know, uh, I remember her saying to me, "What he did was, uh, he went online." The sheriff's department told us this afterwards he went out, you know, they took his computer and looked at everything, they went online, and he had found somewhere, um, as wonderful as the internet can be. um, He found the number one way at that particular time in 2011, that the people in Japan were taking their lives, the method. And he mixed three chemicals together, and sat in the front seat of his car. And he had a little bucket in his lap. And he mixed it together. And Breathed it in. He was gone in like five breaths. And they they had the uh his mom's house. He did his mom's house, and his mom's house was in Stillwater. And so they had a hazmat team from Momentum. Momentum, the, the factory in yes, yep. Waterford, you know. They yep. had a special crew go up, you know, because he was so toxic. And he I couldn't see him for four days afterwards because oh, his body Jesus. was toxic. Wow. And so, you know, the incredible people. I have, you know, a lifelong friend, Mark Phillips, at Burke's in Burke's funeral home in Saratoga. And I said, Mark, you know, I felt like the godfather. You got to work your powers. And you got I've got to be able to see my boy one more time. We couldn't embalm him. You know. Um and so he made that happen for me, you know. And it's it's really weird, you know, you think back on someone's life, you know, and when he was born i remember that night i went down with the doctor sorry
2: doing his footprint
1: you know with his footprints and stuff you know and i remember i was the first one to kiss him and i was the last one you know wow in the end his mom wouldn't go in and see him first because we didn't know what he you know what he looked like and uh, so I I went in first, you know, and and uh, he looked okay, you know. He just looked like he was sleeping, and Mark had combed his hair over. He was in a he was in his crate, you know. And that's that's the weird thing too, you know. Uh, I mean, when somebody dies, somebody dies, and we all know that logically, you know. And but when it's your kid, number one, it's not supposed to be your kid.
0: No, he's not. Right. It's
1: done that you know and and uh but when you know and i gave him a kiss for each one of his brothers and sisters and then you know they're going to take them you know and they're going to take them to bennington and put them in a crematorium you know it's just it's your boy you know so it's hard oh yeah but, <clears throat> But I'm awful glad that Mark made that happen for me. And, you know, to tell you the kind of guy Mark Phillips is, um, every his birthday is the same as Josh. <laughs> you know, and every year from Mark Phillips, it's usually a voicemail. Sometimes it's a text message. Sometimes it's a... Uh, He'll leave me a voice. It's he'll he'll send me a card, but usually it's a text message, and he'll say, "Jeffrey, I'm thinking of you and Josh today." And that's a special guy that would remember that. You know, every year, ten years. Wow. Yeah.
0: yeah. Jeff, thank you so much for like sharing this and sharing your yeah. emotions about this. I, I sure. obviously it doesn't matter if it's ten years. <laughs> no. You know, Hundred years.
1: It's it like I tell people it's like dirt on my glasses. There's
0: always a little, you know, you were
1: you're wearing glasses. There's always
0: a little bit of dirt someplace on your glasses. Absolutely. And it makes it very Josh, hard to not pay attention to it.
1: You know, and it's weird. It, it, I noticed people named Josh in my life. When I come in contact with them,
0: there's a there's a young
1: musician in town, Josh Clark. And when he told me his name i see him on common grounds all the time he, he makes he, he uh takes the beans and you know puts them through the thing whatever they do to it you know to make the coffee and uh he says my name is." i used to say hi to him for like months i go what's your name he goes josh of course it is you know and uh yeah, of course it is a little yeah you know i mean it's like because i liked him you know and and uh i see this kid from he works at new country and what he's doing downtown. I see him 3 days a week for years now. Joshua on his shirt. He works for he's like in the service department. What's he what's he's doing downtown at 10:30 in the morning sometimes I don't know, but he's there. And I got um, I wrote a song called Foreverly a few years ago. And there's a guy in Saratoga, he's become a very dear friend of mine, Ray O'Connor. He's very well known in Saratoga. He was the CEO of Saratoga National Bank. And his mom told him a story, and he wrote a book called She Called Him Raymond, available on Amazon Books. or <laughs> are at Northshire in Saratoga. Good no, I don't, get a, I don't get a commission, <laughs> but I will plug Ray every day of the week because it's a beautiful story. So about, I had bought in the book in Northshire. You know, I bought the book. I said, wow, I love this story. And I wrote this song for Everly, which is how do you stay in touch with somebody when they're no longer here? Oh, and it really was awesome
0: yeah i'll send it to you i'll go, right. on my, go on my website. yeah i'll go on, or, i'll go on your spotify, spotify and check whatever, it out you know, yeah, it yeah yeah there. yeah follow, follow jeff on spotify if you're on spotify listening to this podcast I even, jeff I,
1: even, uh, I even got my license plates changed to foreverly but and i'll tell you why so I, kn- I knew who Ray was. I, you know, he was, when you're like with a bank, you're, you're involved in Rotary, Kiwanis, blah, 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 blah. Sure. Yeah, you're on every community board stuff, you right. Be on, right, to spread your, grab business, you know. And he's one of the nicest people you will ever meet. And he wrote this incredible story. It's a true story. It's about his mom and the man she married before his dad. And he knew nothing of this. And on his mom's 80th birthday, she told him the story. I mean, it sounds <laughs> like a movie, doesn't it? I it does what? sound like a movie. It is inching every day closer to being, hopefully, a major motion picture. Picture, <laughs> um, But anyway, like six, seven months, maybe a year after uh, I read the book, he posted on Facebook one day. Somehow we were Facebook friends. I don't know how that happens, but we were. And he posted on there that he was going to make this into a movie. And I said, have I got a song for you? This song oh, for nice
0: nice and in, in,
1: in the ensuing time he has changed the title of the script to foreverly he's had a meeting with spielberg's company amblin entertainment in los angeles without a literary agent and everything that has happened for him in this book with this book to get it to be made into a movie has been so serendipitous i don't even know if that's a word i mean yes it good. is no it, it is, is. Okay. it is yeah yeah it has been like out of the realm of everything and so there's a there's a guy uh, readers died just first. I don't know much time I'll give you listen back two minutes lower or less. So he writes this story. he goes as he's writing the he retires from the bank at 58 to write this story okay Now you know he's, he's probably it was a good job okay he's set but sure. still retires early to, to write this story like seven, eight years early for most of us chuckleheads out here. Yeah. And, and, right, you know, so he, that's how much the story meant. So he, this the this, uh, man that his mom married was a pilot in World War II. So you got the backdrop of World War II, and this guy is it's romantic. He's a pilot. And uh, he gets killed in the war. And so Ray's writing the book. So he has his mother's perspective. He wants to go interview this guy's descendant family present day. He goes to Ironton, Illinois, where this kid grew up, this pilot. And he interviews his family, and he gets he gets talking with a lot of people in the town, you know, about how he grew up and the whole thing, you know. And he to weave that into the story. That's how Ray gets. He's very methodical. He's got to know all the ends, the whole background, you know. And uh, so he goes back like a year and a half later to do a book signing in the bookstore there. And there, this town is like it'd be like Boston Spa, a little town like that. Being so excited because somebody from Boston Spa wrote a book about somebody who grew up there. You know, I mean, it was sure. like, one of our boys, you know. And then this kid was a war hero. So on top of that, you know. So Ray goes, and um, this little old lady comes up to him, and his book had been out for maybe a month, so it had been in the bookstore, and people were buying. It. And lady comes up to him. She goes, "Oh, Mister O'Connor, I just can't tell you how much I love this story." i sent a copy to my son mickey in los angeles he's a writer for steven spielberg's amblin entertainment you know and he loves the story too i told him to email you and like two months later this guy mickey fisher emails ray this never should have this never should have happened
0: that's some providence
1: right there man that's providence well so anyway, Ray went out to see him, and they have they're, they've become friends now. Mickey wants to see this movie get made somehow. David E. Kelly has a copy of the script. It's David E. Kelly, L.A. Law, he's married to Michelle Pfeiffer. Yep. He, he did. He does Big Little Lies on HBO right now with Meryl Streep and Reese Witherspoon and, Noel, and Nicole Kidman. You know, I mean, he's the, he can get something made. Ray has entered every film festival. He enters the script, and he won the Phoenix Film Festival Best New Script came in third in the la film festival i mean so he's pushing wow. anyway the last little piece of joshua james in this mickey mickey hatcher said to ray he says ray you don't have a literary agent. you don't have somebody knocking on the doors making phone calls every day and he says i'm gonna push for this you know i am he says but i want to see you get this movie made i think you should make a trailer your own trailer for this movie before you make the before a movie is made we'll take jeff's song we'll put that in there and you know so he hooks him up with this guy who who makes all the trailers for all the big studios disney and everybody you know what his name is joshua
0: joshua it's got to be
1: of course of course it is man wow i'll tell you one last piece to that story about a year after ray and i became friends and i see him Three or four times a week now. We're very close. And uh I had a dream. I never remember my dreams anymore. You know, when you're younger, you seem to remember them. I don't know, but I never remember them. I haven't remembered a dream since this. That's like a year and a half ago, two years ago. The dream was I'm looking down at my shoes and I'm walking on like a red carpet. And I look, I look up and I got nice pants on. I look over and there's Ray, and he's in a tux. And we got these lanyard things, you know, with our names and like a so you can get in. We're at the Oscars. We win. Nobody knows who we are. We go by, Ray, there's Julia Roberts. We don't, nobody knows us. We think it's a couple of punks walking down the carpet. We win. Best original song right here. All and right. Here best, best original screenplay. And the last part of the, dream is, the last part of the dream is we're at Elton John's Oscar. <laughs> Party and I'm on the bench with Elton because he wants to talk to the the chucklehead that wrote the song for one best original song, you know. And I'm telling you right now, it's happening. It's going to happen. I it, I've seen it. I mean, it was like it was it this the dream made sense to me. It was like you know, it it just did. Anyway, and that, that you, the other Joshua connection. Josh is still there. He keeps popping up in my life. Thank God. You know. I,
0: I, I have to ask. So, yeah, like, what other? So, was Josh involved in music? Was Josh? Are any of your other children involved in your music at all? Or are well, any of the musicians? Still, they artists. I have two sons, two older
1: sons. Uh, one lives in Boston. That's Jeff, and he plays guitar and he writes songs. And he's he's working with a guy out there, and they're gonna they're working on an album right now. So yes, and then my next son, Paul. Is an incredible songwriter. Also, I mean, he's he writes incredible songs, and he plays all the time. I, you know, it, Paul used to do the the open mics in at Gaffney's
2: a lot. Oh, okay, you know? yep.
1: He doesn't anymore. He works for Stewart's. He's like their training director, and he he just he's tired at the end of the day. You know, um, it's not really his dream. I said, listen, when I go, I'm leaving you all my PA equipment. You're gonna go out because he's gonna retire early. He's gonna be he's gonna be one of those Stewart's millionaires you've heard about that right they have that no important. i'm telling you what i don't know why i didn't go to work for him 25 years ago <laughs> and finish out my work life there i'm how stupid was i but he's when you work for stewart's if you're full-time you have to work so many hours a week i don't know what it is but they put you in this uh esop program in fact taylor guitars just went to the exact same kind of program and the employees now own i think about 49 percent of stewart's there's oh, the wow. date yeah. okay and th- so they give based on what you make in a year I don't know if it's 15 or 20 percent they give you for this program um every year well he's at the half million dollar mark right now and he he says it doubles and it, it makes money it doubles like he says every five six years it'll double he says so when I retire he says I'll have about two and a half million dollars they are Stewarts is on fire they've, they've had in the middle of this pandemic, they've done incredible, just incredible,
0: and uh, they keep growing. You know, I must so, say, I must say this about Stewarts, and it's and, yeah. and Timmy can and Timmy can quote to this one too because there's nothing like leaving New York, and you know you're back in New York the minute you see yeah. the Stewards, and it's always comforting to know that there's a yeah. steward somewhere because you know you're not that far from home.
1: Yeah, that's right that's right they're gonna they're expanding you know so yeah so yeah it's kind of fun with with the yeah they play guitar and my my daughter in chicago she plays a little guitar um she'll go out and do the karaoke nights none of them really want to be a musician like me Me, i mean jeff has gotten more into it recently the last couple years the pandemic got him and his buddy working you know they're doing stuff and they send each other the files you know, Jeff will do a bass and then, you know, they keep the sure. and stuff technology and is
0: amazing. <laughs> yeah. Which is, which
1: is how, you know, uh, my last album, uh, Dave Maswick, who's an incredible producer and musician in person, wonderful guy. He, uh, he, he, he produced Same Old Moon also on the previous album. I've done two okay. records with him. And he, uh, we did, we did some of that at the end. Um, you know, because we could, I wanted to have a choir on a couple songs. That was what I heard of my little cranium and we just couldn't do it because of, you know, COVID and logistics. How are you going to do that? You know, how are you going to get that, you know, 25 people or whatever, 20 people together in a a room and, you know, anyway. So we did it with like three people.
0: It sounds good. That's that's all you got to do. You only need a couple extra voices, just double and double and double. And with the technology. Yeah. That's absolutely. I I, I, got to ask you this. What has, what has Josh added or or taken away from your music has has it has it affected you in a in a in a negative at all did it i mean the only negatives that he's not
1: here that's the only negative um he was here and i i thank god every day that he
0: was here and i, and I didn't to mean to him. insinuate and i i'm not insinuating yeah, yeah. that there's no, negatives no. but i just no. i i know that when you lose something you always lose a piece of yourself. So, and I know that it's often very hard for, especially for a parent to lose a child and then they permanently, you know, there's a spot that never heals.
1: You know, I would say one of the great positives out of it, because I am a believer that the good, the bad, and the ugly in life, there's always a positive. And I would say in these 10 years, It's probably fifteen or sixteen different people have been referred to me. As far down as North Carolina, Um, I had there's a woman down there who was the daughter of a very dear friend of mine who lives in Boston Spa, and her next door neighbor lost their little boy. And so people that know me, that know I've come through it okay, as okay as you can, you know, um, they refer people to me and um, I'll talk to them and, and, you know, we try to help each other through it, you know, and I think no one understands what it's like to go through it, except somebody that has been through it. You, you've got to be the parent. You can be my very best friend and you could commensurate with me and you can, I know you feel my pain and I know you try to help me through it, but you don't know what it really feels like unless you're the parent, you know? And so that has been a positive because I real I know I've helped people. I if I, I'll tell you sometime. Will we'll have lunch. Uh, I had I just recently had some love, the grace of God. Call it whatever you want to call it. it's all of those things probably, and that was given to me as a person that that I could never uh, and it, it the in, the initial some people did something for me that was to me otherworldly and so beautiful and wonderful. And, um, it never would have happened. I I met them because sadly her son committed suicide. I, I met them like three or four weeks afterwards. I was introduced to them and, uh, so that's a positive. I, you know, if I can help someone else, I don't want to see anybody go through this. It's, it's altering, you know, but it's a reality. And it seems like, and, it, it, you know, it's maybe like, you know, if you buy a Honda CRV, you see, all you see on the road are Honda CRVs, right? Sure. Well, if this hap- if this happens to you, it seems like everybody's committing suicide. And I believe they are up in 10 years, the statistics. You know, there's Oh, they, 22, they are. 000. They are. People are dying.
2: Yeah. People are dying by suicide
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and that age range
0: and the age range of where your son was at that time was is is a very, very prevalent thing right now. And and the age range that we're in as the three of us individually. And you're at the top end of it, Jeff, because you're you're older than me, but not by much. Not by much. (laughs) (laughs) I'm older. I'm feeling it this morning, but
1: uh, yeah, no, I know. I'm, you know, that's the that's the other thing. It's kind of weird. I decided to do music on the other end of my life. When I was 18, 19, I wanted to move to Los Angeles, and I wanted to write movie themes. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write the first one at the end of my life.
0: There you but, go. You know, I like that's it. That's
1: what I wanted to do. That's so, a goal,
2: know. right there, man. That's a goal. Oh, oh
1: it's happening. It's happening. It's. I hurt. think
2: to, to kind of piggyback on what you just said, Jeff, about um you know other people in those same circumstances understanding and and that's that's kind of where we come from with this and you know that's why we are so grateful to have you share your story because we feel that's what needs to be done you know in your situation to share your story to help others i mean it just to create that connection alone is huge Yes, you know? it's,
1: it's a positive, it really is, you know, and, and we've done the walks many times, my kids and I, the suicide yep. prevention walks, and some years I just can't go, you know, I just can't do it, I just, I don't have it in me, you know, and uh, to see, because it's a larger and larger gathering every year, and that's very sad and disturbing, you know, and it's, I think one of the biggest problems In this country and probably worldwide is you know the the breakdown of the intact family i think that has so much to do with everything it's uh families don't stay together people change partners like like they're changing their underwear you know i mean it sadly and when you lose something and it does affect your kids kids are resilient and they are strong and you know his his sister it, it was, she has seemingly it's rolled right off her back a little bit, you know, and we talk about Josh. She was closer to Josh than anybody because she's the only person in the world who spent every day of his life with her, with him. Because when they would come visit me, you know, every Tuesday, Thursday and every other weekend, she was with them. When she was home with their with their mom, she was with them. She's the only one. And, you know, for me it was again life altering uh six seven weeks after this happened she went off to college Ooh. and so i didn't i didn't have that tuesday thursday every other i mean the silence in my house was deafening and i i'm one of those crazy parents that wishes i still had the tuesday and the thursday and the every other weekend
2: so do you anyway. uh do, do do you think go like looking back were you because you have a you have a very um I guess I'll say positive outlook on this like you seem like you had mentioned uh multiple times like you were grateful that you you had the 18 years with him were you always were you always that kind of person where you kind of you know looked at at you know the the bright side of things I guess I try to be you know I have my days
1: like anybody but you know uh I was blessed with these kids. I adore them, you know, I really do. And I see them all. I see three of them a lot, you know. I'm going to go in May. I'm going to go now that I got my shots and things are getting better with the COVID. I'll see my daughter in in, uh, in Chicago for a few days. I'll go. I normally go see my son every once in a while in Boston, you know, because that's not that's easy. Um, I'm going to try and go see him this week. Uh, Cause he just, they just got their shots, you know, they got the Johnson and Johnson. So, yeah, I mean, I, it is what, what an incredible gift to be a dad. Are you kidding me? Wow. You know, and it's, and what a responsibility, you know, and they are all doing so well in life. I mean, they really are. They're my little daughter in Chicago. She's five foot tall and a hundred pounds and she, she's a dynamo. I mean, she got nominated for the visionary award in Chicago two years ago. Um, Um, she's 35 years old now, and she's just she works for the city. She went there to go to grad school, to Paul University. She had a degree in journalism from SUNY New Paltz. And I'm a sentimental slob. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I can't help it, but I like it. It's
0: good. My emotions
1: are right here, baby, and it's uh, whatever it is. Um, We have emotions um,
0: for a reason, and we have to use them, and we have to name them, and we have to do all that stuff with them.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, and she, she, uh, she went out there and she went to DePaul and she, I think she's like two credits short. She's got, got Allie. You got to finish that um, from graduating. But what, what happened was she got a job as a waitress in this little place. The day she got there, she was hunting for a little job. So she'd have some money coming in while she's going to school. She had saved a bunch of money, you know, beforehand so that she was ready to go. She, and she found a place to live the second day she was there and, when she got into this little cafe, known as Kitchen Sink, it used to be. They're not in business anymore, but she sold her. What happened was after a year, she and this other kid who worked there, they bought the place, and they transformed it. And she is amazing. I mean, she, she gives back. She did the thing called Community Glue Workshop. Now, this is probably 12 years ago. She made Brian Williams' NBC News one day. Because this thing caught on the Tribune and the Chicago Sun-Times wrote about it. She got interviewed by some radio station in Australia, they heard about it. Ways of marketing her restaurant. She said, listen, every the first Sunday every month, I'm going to get a couple of guys, old guys like me, that are better, more handy than me, that can fix anything. You know, like MacGyver's these senior MacGyvers and people would bring things in and they would fix it for free. And people would say, hi, I pass you on the street every day. I've seen you a million times, but I don't know who you are. I'm Bill, you know, I'm Rita, you know, and it created a community and it caught on they're doing it all over the country. Now, and I'm sure she wasn't the first one to do it, but it was a very vital program. And, um, the restaurant flourished. I mean, it just became a a gathering place. Like, I like to say like uncommon grounds in Saratoga. Sure, I think
0: we need a program. I think we need a program like that for mental health. I think we need to have like a pop-up group in some of these places where we can do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just talk and whatever, you know, and, uh, but she's amazing. And so then she went to work for the, she sold her interest in the restaurant and she and her boyfriend had a 3d print shop, which they just closed. Um, but she, she went to work for the chamber for quite a few years. And then, um, She was the director of new business development, and then she has the same job now for the city. Chicago has, she'll yell at me, I'll get this wrong. It's either 56 or 58 districts, neighborhoods, you know, kind of like boroughs in Manhattan, like Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn, only they're smaller. Like hers is called Edgewater. It's very safe there. And the zoning is six stories, so it's like Saratoga. She feels very much at home there. It's beautiful. Uh, last time i went to visit her everybody i mean i had a priest get out of his car ali come over and give her a hug because he saw her walking on the street that's who she is i'm so proud of her she's amazing very outgoing and she just uh, created a program where they just vaccinated 2500 people you know uh, that probably would have had a tough time getting to a place to get vaccinated so she's 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 a giver you know she's amazing and uh, so yeah so i'm proud so that's I think they all my kids have taken something different probably of, of our experience with Josh. You know, they they certainly hold him I don't want to speak for them but they they hold him in their hearts definitely. Um and uh they were very glad he was here and that's you know sometimes you don't get 18 and a half years in life. You know, this new, new, you know, North Carolina couple, and she just posted on Facebook. I can tell she's really in a lot of pain lately, because and it's now, oh, it's got to be six or seven years afterwards, after he passed. And, uh, you know, she's been posting a lot of pictures of him when he was little, and he would have been 15 the other day. Well, Josh is coming up in October, he would be 29 years old, you know. Wow. Blows my mind blows my mind you know all he would have accomplished by now and i see his friends a lot of his friends they know where he is in the park and sometimes i'll walk up there and i'll be one of them there you know and um his college roommate this is this is a beautiful way maybe to end this for you but his college roommate chris who's a great young man um he got engaged and he asked his wife to be there's pictures. He did it in Congress Park because he knew Josh was nearby. Wow, wow, right? Wow. That is awesome. He posted his awesome. pictures on Facebook and yeah. Wow. Yep. Yep. They we is- went to high They went to grade school and high school together, so it was kind of. And he, they weren't best friends, but they were they were good friends, you know. And uh, but he he sent me I, when I saw the picture of him doing it. He sent a note back to me. Said, "You know, I did it there because of Josh." That's and awesome. that just blew me away. Yeah.
2: That is awesome. So he's Jeff, still in their minds and hearts too. That is
1: great. I I have
2: one, I have one quick question, kind of put you on the spot, Jeff. Um sure. It, I'm just curious because you've obviously been in, in this kind of uh, we'll call it a community for quite some time. Do yeah. you do you personally find um the language of this important? Like some people use die by suicide, and and some people say committed suicide. Do you find for yourself, is is one easier than the other, or do you not really? I don't think
1: that you should shy away from it. In his obituary, which whoever thought I'm gonna write my son's obituary, you know, I agonized over whether to say anything about it, how he died. And I, I called his mom the next morning, I was up with it all night, changing it, changing this, changing that, and um, in the end, we decided, yeah, we would, we would say something, you know, we said, instead of flowers or anything, we would appreciate donations to the organization for the prevention of suicide. And I think, and, and I, I don't shy away from anybody knowing how it happened, I think, I think you know, it's painful for me to think of that, you know, uh, you know, I was kind of pretty angry with God afterwards. Why didn't he roll the window down? Why did he, why didn't he make him spill that last thing that made it toxic, that last chemical, you know, <clears throat> but um, in the end, it was his life, you know, and I have to respect that. And I don't want to, but I have to respect that. That was his life and he, he didn't want to be here anymore. It just was too hard for him, and you know, you always wonder, I'm probably going to write another song, you know, One More Day, because I think when somebody is, you know, I mean, when I was like 16 or 17, I can remember writing a poem when I was like a junior in high school about, it was tongue in cheek, but was it, you know, about committing suicide? I think a lot of people have these thoughts, and, um, you know, if, if they had one more day to think about, you know, that really isn't the answer. there's you can fix almost anything you can't fix maybe if you have terminal cancer or another terminal disease but any other situation you know i mean i certainly would have done anything i could to help him fix whatever he was feeling you know and, and the rest of his family would, his mother would have of course you know i mean so um i think you know if 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 somehow they could have one more day, they they would just pause and say, "Well, no, not today. I won't do it today." It's like me sometimes; would will be riding around in the car outside. If I'm going here or going there, and I'll say, "And when I'm driving, there, I'm going there," but I get there, Man, I don't want to go. You know, you wonder if they could have that choice. So I don't. No, I don't think people should shy away from it. I think it's important that to acknowledge that that it's it's not anything you want to happen to anybody you know let alone one of your own kids, you know, but if that's how they did it, people should know. So they're aware of, God, there are a lot of people committing suicide. You know, what can we do to help? What can we do to, you know, and I thought of getting really heavily involved in the organization and, you know, doing talks. And I certainly would do that for someone if they asked me to, but I, I kind of like the way I do my gentle counseling sessions, you know, where it's just love. I'm going to love these people. I remember, there's someone in Boston spa again. Um, and last year, maybe it's coming up on two years now. I think that their son committed suicide. And again, I was put in touch with this person. They were referred to me. It's really kind of sweet and beautiful when that happens, I think. And, um, you know, we're like, we have like a kindred spirit. We joined a club. We didn't ever want to join, but we're there. And so let's try to make the best out of everything, you
2: know? And, uh, it wasn't, uh, Deb and rich, was it? It was. Oh yeah. We've had,
0: they've been on the podcast. We had them on uh, last November.
1: If I'd said realtor, you would have known right away. Yeah. Yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah.
1: And so I sent her same old moon. Ah, and uh, I just saw her a couple weeks ago, but I sent her same old moon and she said she was at her other sons in Round Lake on this night, this particular night. And, um, she went outside to listen to the song and she didn't she didn't realize what the title was you know she just clicked on it and she was looking up at the moon and there it was same old moon we share ah. and you know i like to think that josh and i still share the same old moon same stars and same sky because he's in heaven you he can see that you know you so, sure you know, do I, absolutely I,
0: I think you definitely do. Uh, yeah, it oh, was yeah. episode episode seventy seven. Uh, Deborah Deborah and Rich right. Street were on. Okay. It's called It's called Doing It for Johnny. So if you're just checking out the podcast for the first time, you can go back to episode seventy seven okay. and hear their story.
1: I will. Jeff, I will,
0: Jeff. thank you so much for doing this, man. Uh, we follow we we end the podcast with three questions to everyone, and uh sure. we're gonna we're gonna start that powerhouse now. <laughs> okay
2: yes yeah thank you for joining us jeff sure you, thank you for having me do you have a favorite or a least favorite word
1: a favorite or a least favorite word well wow that's a good that's a that's a thought provoker um i would say one of my favorite words has got to be music
0: Ah. My, yes
1: my least favorite word would probably be hatred.
0: You know? Sure. Good nice. ones. Nice. It's hard to dance. It's it's hard to hate when you're dancing, though.
1: Yeah. Or, you know, music or love. Music is love. <laughs> music love yeah.
0: is love. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty so, much. Music is yeah. air. Music is blood. Music is nourishment. It's kind of a lot nourishment. of those things. Nourishment. Nice. It is. It's therapy for sure absolutely it It,
1: it helps me immensely whenever anything happens to me in my life it's it's just it's a blessing that i can go get on that little magic carpet ride you know when i'm playing out for three three hours when i'm playing out you know it's just it's a joy and then you know i've been very i'm so grateful and so blessed i've been very busy for 10 12 years now and and uh it's going to heat up again i'm starting to get a lot of bookings and and uh I see a lot of the same people. You know, they come and listen, and I know their their particular song is their favorite song. I'll play it for them, and they don't have to ask. I just play it, and they look. They look over, they smile, they give me the thumbs up, you know, or you know, they give me the wink or the hey, you know, the thanks. And so, yeah, music, love.
0: Speaking of speaking of people listening to your music or or just an audience in general. So the second question is cat dog or other (laughs) dog 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 that was without hesitation that's a big smile too that's a big smile
1: but i love dogs okay yeah you
0: do you currently have any any living in your midst no no
1: we had a cat and and uh, don't have the cat anymore and i had a dog and dog passed away and we never we never replaced him you know he was obi
0: Obi, all right. That's yeah. a very wisdom like name right there. <laughs> unless, of course, unless, of course, you know, you're unless, of course, you're Arlo Guthrie and, you know, Officer Obi is, you know, right, right. <laughs> that's <from> right. <laughs>
2: restaurant,
1: <laughs> restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Jeff, if there was one thing that either you could do or you would like to see done to mental health as a whole. Without any kind of restraint, what would it be?
1: I would say we should start in the schools. You know, probably like you know, second or third grade when kids start to get bullied, and uh, they start dealing with things um, that they really shouldn't have to deal with. That I never dealt with when I was growing up. You know, I mean, I had comparatively to these kids now. You know, of course there's so much pressure on these kids, you know, and we don't have any SATs this year, but when you're, you know, that's a big pressure for kids or you get to be 16 and your dad says, you should get a job. It'll be good for you. Like, well, I'm dead. I'm going to school. I know my son. It's the only job he's ever had the Stewart's. He thanks me every day. He promises me 4% dad tax (laughs) when he, when he retires. Now you guys will love this. (laughs) Josh would be laughing so hard at this uh he said he said i said wait a minute paul i'm gonna be i'll be 83 when you retire he says i know i'm counting on it you won't be around i won't have to give you the four (laughs) percent he doesn't really mean that but you know i'm glad he did but yeah you know (laughs) Ah. (laughs) that's
2: That's my family they're
1: they're a little you know they're out there a little
2: bit they're great they're awesome But, but they're yours that's what matters They are. You know, uh, Jeff uh,
1: in Boston is a Harvard grad
2: and he he works at Harvard still.
1: And oh, my gosh, a Harvard grad. Right. You know, Paul never went to college. Uh, he, He just he went to the College of Stewart's and he's so happy you know well that's daughter,
0: what, that's it's the important major. part it goes to show that there's different paths that every we yeah. all got to walk a different path we're on the same journey we're just walking different paths yeah. along that yeah path
1: we're on the same roads. journey we're in different boats we're not in the same
0: right. boat we're in the that's same ocean man we're in the same ocean yeah, we're, same we're same just in different that's true it's all just in different well. we're in just different boats that's it yeah, jeff um, sure. can you tell our listeners where they can find you and what's going on i know you have a big show because this episode will be coming out wednesday on the 22nd so
1: okay yeah uh,
0: 21st um, whenever that is this sure. episode
1: well, will be yeah so uh dot n.com that's where all my my ske- my live schedule is um all my music is there i'm on all the streaming services spotify apple music deezer amazon whatever CD Baby, if you still want to buy something physical or get a hold of me and I'll send you something, um, I still – I made some CD, You know, I've made three albums, and each one is in its own way have been very successful. Um, this newest one, Blame It on Love, it's on. they've been playing it up in Burlington, Vermont, Poughkeepsie, Two Stations in Albany, Glens Falls. I mean, listen, that and $3 will get me a cup of coffee.
0: There you but go, pretty, see?
1: You know, it will. I know. It will be a large. Yeah, but it, you know, it's, it
0: won't it's get you a Vente cool. Starbucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's still very cool when you turn the radio on and there's your song, you know. Um, and you know, I uh, just a funny thing. Facebook this morning, uh, there's a guy very well known who owned a lot of clubs in the in the Albany market. He said, "You know, I'm I'm driving in the car. I'm listening to WEXT. I'll give them a plug. A great radio station. And they're talking about 97.7. Chris Wink created this incredible station.
0: Yes, he did. Uh, He's a nice guy, too, man.
1: He is. He's about 14 years ago. They're going to celebrate their 14th anniversary. Wow. 2007, that station started. And um, so he says, I'm driving along, and I'm listening to this song. And I think it's like Sturgill Simpson or or, uh, who's the other guy? Jason Isbell or something. And I realized it's you. It's the song "Blame It on Love." He says I loved it, fantastic. You know, so I said, replied, "You made my day, Ralph." There you go. Yeah, it's cool. Awesome. Awesome. So you know, streaming services, I guess, which is you know nobody buys music anymore. This doggone generation. They don't buy anything they lease their cars they lease apartments they don't buy houses yeah. until they get to be the 35 there's, 40. then they It's
0: non-commit houses. there's a commitment uh there's a commitment problem i think <laughs> there's a
1: commitment <laughs> issue exactly. commitment yes. issues
0: for sure yeah and not so not to see
1: me sometime love to see you come out live and you know come on come on out you two oh. you two wily coyotes you come on out and we should do lunch together the three of us sometime.
0: absolutely that'd be awesome I'm let's down. Do Hold me. Let's, all let's I do is music. Un, I got time. Let's let's go to uncommon. Let's go to uncommon. and Have some lunch.
1: I'm gonna go right after this. So all right,
0: <laughs> we'll work it out. I'll I'll set I'll set up something with you in the next couple of weeks when Tim's off. All right, someday, I almost would
1: have done this there probably.
0: <laughs> hey, you know what? When we ever get back to some sort of normal, and I get a an actual like road kit for this, I would like to actually do interviews in person. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, don't get me wrong. Doing this is okay. Cause I don't have to leave yeah. my house, but
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, thank you fine. so much.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this, man. This has been awesome. You bet. Um, and I, I,
1: I wish that nobody goes through this, but if you do, there are people that will reach out. You, know, you can reach out to that will help you. And there's a lot of resources. Like I say, the hospice, at least in Saratoga, it's a year's worth of grief counseling. I just recently, last year, I lost my best friend. And I recommend it to his wife that she go and she has and it's helped her immensely
0: because
1: that's their, that's their forte.
0: Yeah. Well, hospice is the grief counseling for, for people in hospital and and everything. So I did not know about their, I did not know about their program for people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Somebody told me,
0: somebody, you know, mentioned it to me
1: when Josh passed. And, and so, you know, it's a great resource.
0: And don't forget, you also have healing conversations too from American Foundation for Suicide Prevention too. Yeah, yeah, that we do. Um, We're going to sign off now. So until next week, uh, be well, be safe, be you too. I got my shots. Get your shots. Get your shots. Get your shots. I'm golden now. I'm almost Ah, glowing. I see it. I see it now. See, you can see the glow here as I I sit by the the lake.
2: That's right. When you're sitting by the lake, I like it. And as always, well, be Uh, above. Above. above.